right, here we go. This is the Wednesday, May 25th edition of the Daily Wager podcast. Sit back and relax. Big game in the association, big game on the ice, and a lot on the diamond. So we've got you covered with everything you need to know heading into the betting day. What's up, boys and girls? Welcome to the Daily Wager podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated daily fantasy app. Her name is Anita Marks. My name is Joe Fortenball. Welcome to your Wednesday edition of the show. Big game in Miami tonight. Series tied 2-2. The Heat, though, home dogs in this matchup. They're catching two points with a total of 204. Anita, you and I have a lot to say about this game. Side, total, props, all that good stuff. So we'll take the people through in methodical fashion. Let's start with the side. Boston was right around Pickham, small favorite to open. They're now minus two. How do you want to play it? Yeah, I'm 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 on the Boston side here, uh, and you you just you've got to look at the injuries and probably, you know, with all due respect to Marcus Smart, not sure what's going to happen there. We know he's dealing with ankle. Robert Williams, we know how crucial he is on the defensive side, of course, for Boston. But Hero being out to me. You know, and, and, and again, like, you know, I know Butler's dealing with a knee, right? Like three for 14, not your typical Butler night. And I do expect him to, uh, to, to, to have some issues tonight. I do expect him to play, but obviously he's a shell of himself. But I think Hero being the sixth man of the year, not there to come off the bench or e- even, you know, at times we know he starts and what he means to Miami offensively. Uh, they're 0-6 against the spread without him. Um you know, the, the, the loss with him on the court court, they are plus three per 100 possessions. Uh, that's pretty significant. So because there's such big question marks about hero, I say lay the points right now, as we get closer to tip off, uh, we might even hear, you know, the, the, the confirmation that he's out. I, I know Miami is the type of team. They're kind of like the Patriots of the NBA. They keep everything close to the vest. But I just think looking at the injuries here that both these teams are dealing with, I think I think the fact that Hero, even if he does play, the fact that he's dealing with a groin, we know he's not going to be 100%. I just I think the series is over. I'm, I'm, I'm going to take Boston. I'll lay the points. In agreement. I'm going to lay the two as well. Go back to game four. The Celtics won that game by 20 points despite their worst shooting performance of the entire series. They only shot 39% from the floor. They had their worst three-point shooting effort of the entire playoffs at 23%. And they still, still won the game by 20 points. I think this is where the series swings. Robert Williams, the Time Lord, said after game four, and I'm paraphrasing here, but basically Boston needs to stop waiting to get punched in the mouth before they respond. Punched in game one, responded. Punched in game three, responded. They have some of these awful performances, and I think this is where they string two together and flip the series to where they go back and win it in Boston in game six. So you can bet Boston in six at plus 170. I like them tonight minus the two. I think they'll handle their business. Total tonight is sitting 204. I'm going to play the over here. It's the cheapest price we've had for any game this series by a mile. I'm trying to figure out why it's so low. I'm guessing because we had a really low output in the first under of the entire series in game four. But look at those numbers. Again, Boston had an awful shooting night. So did Miami. 33% from the field in game four. That was their worst shooting night of a 15-game postseason. Miami at home in in the playoffs versus Miami on the road. Very different story. Miami at home. 
111 points per game. Miami on the road, 99 points per game. Now, that's probably going to take a hit with the injuries, like you said, Anita, but I still don't think it's going to be enough to keep this game under 204, so I will play over 204. If you have any thoughts on that, unload them. If not, let us know what props you're thinking about, Mama, because I'm sure you got a big card for tonight. I do. I do. I, I do like that over. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm probably going to follow your lead on that because I like the team total over for Boston at 102 yes. and a half. I, I think that's that's extremely low. Here's the thing. I played the team total over last game. But, it, you know, when a team starts out 18 and one and then you got a Miami Heat team that's struggling health wise, they you know, I, I mean, stick a fork in them. 102, 82. We know what happened. But I think the fact that it's down at 102 and a half, I'm all over that Boston team total over. In regard to prop bets, I'm going to go back to the well. It was my best bet, uh, the show that you just did a phenomenal job hosting the other stop. night. Stop. Oh, stop. <laughs> um, <laughs> and that is uh, Oladipo, over 23 points. Well, he had 23 points in that game. Um, I like over his point total tonight, and that's going to be a 10 and a half again. I mean – uh, you know, what are they doing? Because be, because the, you, you don't know if Hero's going to play or not. Uh, but even if here's the thing, Joe, even if Hero does play, like I said, he's not 100 percent. Dude's dealing with a groin. So that first step that we all know, we've all been out to the playground. We play hoops. We know how important that first step is. He doesn't have it. So even if Hero does play, I still accept expect Oladipo to get a significant amount of minutes. And everything we hear from Eric Spolstra, Eric Spolstra loves this young man. And, you know, he contributes on both sides of the court. Also, don't sleep on Duncan Robinson. Um, he was four of eight from downtown. He put up 14 points. So if his point total is somewhere around, it hasn't been posted yet, somewhere around seven and a half, six and a half, I'm on the over there. So on the Miami Heat side, Joe, I'm looking at players that are going to have to step up for possibly a depleted hero, a depleted Lowry, who knows, a depleted Butler. Um, on the Boston side, I am all in on Jalen Brown, dude. I am all in. I'm going over two and a half three-pointers. I'm going over six and a half rebounds. I think, again, all the concentration is, is going to be all over Tatum, and rightfully so, right? 31 points, eight for 16 shooting last game. But it just it opens up. The matchup opens up so beautifully for Jalen Brown. It really does. And he takes advantage of that smaller lineup that Miami has to put on him. So I am all in on Jalen Brown. Again, over two and a half three-pointers, over six and a half rebounds. And you know I love Horford. I cannot watch a Boston Celtics game without putting something on Horford. And I'm going over 10 and a half points. He didn't hit it last game. He was a rebounding monster with 13. But I think he gets back into uh, scoring some points for Boston tonight. So I'm going over 10 and a half points for, for, for Al Horford. A lot of agreement. A lot of agreement. Uh, two specifically, the Boston team total over of 102 and a half. Uh, like I said, horrible shooting night in game four. They win by 20. They still hung 102 points in that game. I think this game is going to be a little bit tighter in Miami, which is going to force them to score more late. So they go over 102 and a half. And I love the Jalen Brown over two and a half made three pointers. His worst shooting night of the entire postseason was in game four, mm -hmm. five of 20 from the field, one of six from deep. Now note that because it's the only game he played against Miami all season in which he didn't knock down at least three three-pointers. He's played them seven times, three in the regular season, 
four in the playoffs. He's made three or more three-pointers in six of those games. He's averaging just under four made three-pointers per game against the Heat. I think it gets done tonight with the big minutes. Jalen Brown over two and a half made three-pointers. Quickly to the ice before we turn to baseball. Game five in Colorado, the Avalanche with a 3-1 series lead over the Blues. I'm going to keep this one quick. I would play the Avs on the puck line, meaning they need to win by two or more goals. Price of minus 110. I think St. Louis is absolutely cooked. They stole one in Colorado in game two to even up the series, sending it back to St. Louis. They lose game three in a matchup where there's a big controversy when Nazem Kadri ran into goalie Jordan Binnington. Everyone in St. Louis thought it was dirty. Some people have broken him down and said it was not. Uh, either way, Binnington was knocked out of the series pretty much. And then Kadri comes back in game four when everyone assumes that the Blues are going to play this huge effort. And he records a hat trick and they smoke the Blues. If there was a game the Blues were going to play big, that was going to be the game, and they got their butts kicked. I think they go to Colorado and they get rolled in this matchup. Billy Huso has been a mess in the net the entire postseason. I lean to the over six and a half, but I really like the abs minus one and a half on the puck line at a price of minus 110. What do you like on the diamond tonight? Well, as you know, I'm here in New York, and the sky is falling. Joe, <laughs> the, sky, the sky is falling for the Wait, no, when, when is it not? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. They're a complete mess. So where do I begin, right? Like, J.P. Sears getting a spot start tonight for the Yankees. Okay. Their bullpen, it's a hot mess. No Chad Green. Chapman's on the I.L. Um, also, this is their fifth game in four days, and their bullpen has pitched 10 innings, and five of them were last night. So bullpen Jeez. is bullpen is toast on top of that look at his bench right like gallows out donaldson suspended stanton now is out because of the calf dj lemayu is out it's just like i don't even know like i don't even know who booney's gonna field tonight meanwhile for the orioles they're healthy they won four of their last six they've got a good bullpen and this is the 13th time that the orioles have faced the yankees so you know they know this ball club well so give me the orioles at plus 140 uh on the, on the, I know, I know, right? <laughs> Run to that I don't blame you. Hey, the, the Orioles, I have bet on the Orioles a bunch of this season, and I've lost a bunch. But they they are plus money in so many spots, and they're not as terrible as they were last year. So there's some value in Baltimore here early in the season. Yeah, and uh, and the other play I like, I like the Phillies on the money line as well. You get that at pl plus 145. Suarez is on the bump for them. As we know, Harper's back in, in three games. They've put up 16 runs. They're averaging 4.5 runs per game. Meanwhile, for Atlanta, still not finding that rhythm. Uh, they're four and six their last 10 games. Uh, they've scored three or less runs uh, 16 times this season. Their bullpen is struggling. And Morton is uh, is pitching for them tonight, and he's not having a great season. So I think it's it's more the value here. Like my favorite play is the Orioles, but I think the value of getting the Phillies, especially coming coming back from that West Coast trip, that obviously lit a match under their behinds. I like them at plus one forty five. Okay, I'm going to play into that because I have two plays tonight. I'm going to play over eight and a half in the Phillies Braves game. Let me lean into what you're saying about Charlie Morton. He looks like he's falling off a cliff. And no disrespect yeah. to Charlie Morton. He's put together a fabulous career, late stages of his career. These last few years, he's been rock solid in a lot of these playoff games. But this season, it looks like it is gone. 495 ERA, 
his Ks per nine, his walks per nine, they're awful numbers. He is really struggling this season, and Philly can hang some runs with that lineup. So I expect them to score. Now on the other side, it's going to be Ranger Suarez for the Phillies, who surrendered three or more runs in four of his last five starts. So he's not exactly locking it down. He's a lefty. The Braves hit left-handed fit pitching far better than right-handed pitching. I believe they're top 10 in like all the key categories, OPS, weighted runs created, weighted on base average. So I'm predicting an over there. I also like over seven and a half runs between the White Sox and the Red Sox. The White Sox got embarrassed yesterday. Spoiler, my best bet was the White Sox first five inning run line. I think I lost that by like 15 runs. It was absolutely one of the worst bets in the history of daily wager. White Sox get smoked. I expect a big effort and a bounce back. They're going to go against Rich Hill, who's been average this season, but the White Sox crush left-handed pitching. We knew that last year. We're seeing it this year. They struggle against righties like they did yesterday. Conversely, the Red Sox are just scorching hot right now. They've won six straight. They bust up right-handed pitching. They are going to have a tough matchup with Lucas Giolito, but I think they'll do enough to get this over a low total of seven and a half. So it's going to be both Sox, White Sox over seven and a half, Braves, Phillies over eight and a half. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is a wrap for today. Her name's Anita Marks. My name is Joe Fornball. You can catch us on Daily Wager today, 6 p.m. Eastern on ESPN2. Best of luck to all of you tonight. We'll see you back here tomorrow morning.